Welcome back to another installment, my little truffle hunters. And on this episode, Daddy J takes a trip into the quantum mania. Because last night, I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. And before I get to my thoughts and views, maybe a tad bit askewed, I just want to take this time to give you guys a PSA. That's public service announcement for the less inclined listeners. The pandemic is mostly over. If you enjoy going back to the cinema, the one thing you have to realize is that you are not at home. Your fucking conversations, unless you are fucking having some kind of medical emergency, you should be shutting the fuck up. You shouldn't talk. Where we, we, we all paid money to see the uh, super famous people talk. Because the only conversations that should be had in theater should be up on the screen. So I employ you for the love of fucking God. Close your goddamned mouths. Don't talk. Don't chit chat. Don't whisper. Nothing. Church fucking mouse. Or you could be like the Jagoffs. I don't know. Like, there's something to seeing event movies, like comic book movies, any type of pop culture movie with a crowd. But for some motherfucking reason, everything from the Batman, which is like a, a year, last year, to Fast 9, to motherfucking Godzilla vs. Kong, every major movie, because I've been there for all of them, because like you know, that I know, that you know, that I have always known, I'm on, re- I'm, <laughs> I'm on limited, baby. Okay, so every major movie, even the small ones, because I'm I'm living the unlimited lifestyle, son and daughter, and all in between. These two older people right next to me, because the movie theater was packed. It was packed to the fucking gills, literally shoulder to shoulder. I did not have anywhere to place my beverage or my popcorn because that's how pack a lacking that motherfucker was for some quantum quantum manians um these old fuckers next to me cannot shut the fuck up man and i'll play about that shit you know my adopted mom took me to see man of steel and she talked and i told her and her and said if you don't shut the fuck up i will leave you alone in this dark theater you're disrespecting the sanctity of cinema you're creating a cinema sin by opening your mouth so if i'm willing to talk to someone like that who thought that they were my mother how the fuck you think i'm going to talk to strangers very salty very very salty i can't even i can barely collect thoughts to do this fucking episode because these two fucking people wouldn't shut the fuck up. Sasquatch and his fucking old-ass girlfriend couldn't just close their fucking mouths. But hey, I made it through it. Thank God. By the power of some CBD gummies and having smoked like four joints and hit my weed pen before I went in. But I've digressed. Uh, Yeah, just an almost three-minute PSA. 
or almost four minute PSA on how you should shut the fuck up because no one wants to hear your dumbass talk when they pay at exorbitant fees, you know, to see a fucking movie. Just sh- just shut your fucking pie hole. Cram it, cram it closed and wait till after the fucking credits. Talk during the credits, you cocksuckers. That's when you talk. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Before we crack into the uh, podcast proper, we have an unofficial sponsor. And I know I promised that I would stop uh, drinking anything liquor related during the podcast because uh, you, you tend to get a little bit more of a saucy gent and uh, trying to taper down some of that more uh, saucy language. Um, but couldn't be helped. Back by popular demand. Did I say black by popular? No. Back, not black by popular demand. Back by popular demand. Corona Extra, Las Cerveza Mas Fina. I read that like a motherfucking American. Can't roll my R's for shit. You know, it was brewed and canned. By Cerveza Modelo Mexico. It's 24 fluid ounces of golden delight. It's not Turkish delight. It's Mexican delight. And of course, of course, of course, we have to go in for that pop. Ah. And of course, we can't just pop tabs and not sip cans. So we got to go in for that obligatory sip. That is golden deliciousness. That is a long day of work. Being washed away by cascading down my throat. So, let's talk quantum mania. Or as I kept thinking, motherfucking magic school bus. Because that's what I felt. All, All it was really missing was Miss Motherfucking Frizzle. This movie, while at certain times you will look at it as technology advances and advances, and honestly, the only thing I could never take away from the man was the technological advancements he made. But honestly, after you watched, I mean, how do you come down from the high of seeing James Cameron show you water that's not even there? Because it's not real. And then you got to come down and it's Marvel and their formula, which is <clears throat> green screen, green screen all. And I was thinking about this on my ride back home is that phase one, almost at this point, seems, I mean, Obviously, like Iron Man and some bits of Thor CGI wasn't as up to par, but it almost, they almost have art house film looks compared to some of the features that we're getting now, these films that are coming out. And while I'll say that it wasn't as nothing, nothing in recent uh, memory, for me at least, in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
computer animation-wise, has looked as janky as Thor, Love and Thunder. That movie was a hot fucking mess. It was a kerfuffle of fuckery. And it's just like, it's like someone was racing horses and their horse collapsed because someone shot it with a bullet. And they're like super competitive, so they decide to just drag the dead or dying horse's carcass across the finish line. That's Thor Love and Thunder in terms of the um, lack of quality in the rendering that was done, which, uh, as it would come to be known, that uh, that was mostly up to Marvel's super-duper heavy crunch time. Like, I don't think, personally, I don't think they should have crunched as hard as they did. They went, you know, hard in the paint, like a nigga making free throws, trying to just pump and dump shit out. Thor Love and Thunder was bad, and so was She-Hulk. And, I mean, I get it to a certain degree. You're on a smaller budget, whatnot. But, oh, my God, sometimes uh, Jennifer Walters, she wasn't looking incredible. But uh, all that... Having said all that, to tie it back to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, there were certain shots where you looked at them like, okay, that's very jarring because I can tell that's just nothing but something that's been rendered uh, against a green or a blue screen. Um, but it still was a... It was it was it was an enjoyable movie. I'm I'm gonna have to go back and see it when I'm not sitting by two stupid fucks who can't shut the fuck up for two seconds to let dialogue hit my ears in the appropriate way. <laughs> it's kind of hard to understand a movie if you're just looking at visuals happen and you can only hear dialogue coming into one of your ears because the other ear is getting skull fucked with people's words because they can't shut the fuck up. it was was a very jarring experience where I'm like, I did not, if there was a test at this movie, I'm failing because I I wasn't able to properly receive the message. Um, Like I said earlier, though, it really was giving off strong vibes of the magic school bus, which none of you young fuckers are going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Only people in my age range, so 30, and then probably like the parents who raised us because, you know, you see some of the shit. If you're if you're a somewhat decent human being, you're kind of monitoring the shit your kids are watching. I... I loved this. I, I'm not, I wasn't really with the whole, you know, they compared it. They said uh, some of the reviews, because I don't, I don't pay attention to reviews. I have my own opinion, and that's all that matters to me. And, and maybe if I have roundtable discussions with friends or somebody who might listen to this podcast, I'm willing to have that conversation. But I don't really give a fuck about the reviews of anything else because everything, you know that we talk about has some kind of bullshit agenda and I'm not with that shit. Form your own opinions and then have conversations and see if your opinion may differ a little bit from someone else's opinion. But these motherfucking rags that are getting paid to review this shit, you know, fuck those guys. Don't pay attention to some random jackholes 
online review. Um, so when I was watching this movie, the whole time sitting there thinking about, because that was the one thing that kept seeping through by accident, is that it's like, it's the most Star Wars Marvel movie ever. And I really felt more like it. it's probably, and a lot of people, if 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 a lot of people hear this, they're going to think that I'm dunking on Ant-Man 3 for saying that it has more of an Aquaman vibe to it than Star Wars. It definitely gave me Aquaman vibes. And I fucking, if any, any of y'all who listened to my podcast for almost five years now know how much I fucking dig Aquaman. I don't know why it just, it works for me. As someone who's read comic books and always thought to themselves, like, there's no way that they're ever going to be able to do this shit. No one's interested in this shit. Like, you just... Aquaman is it for me in terms of... Come on, they've got Orem, the motherfucking Ocean Master. They've got motherfucking Black Mana. Like, I need to stop because I can talk about that movie till the end of fucking time. Um... But yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania reminded me more so of Aquaman in terms of the way that shit was presented. And I know it's it's a microverse stemming from our own universe, but it really had that faraway kind of <clears throat> Atlantis feel that Aquaman possessed. Some of that charm in there, so to speak. Fuck, I might turn on Aquaman after this episode is over. I'm not even going to lie to you. It'd be like my seventh time watching it, but I do not give a fuck. Um, the main reason for me to keep coming back, I always say this shit, and I feel like, well, it's it's such a weird. I don't know if dichotomy is is the right uh, word to use. It's such a weird not even juxtaposition it's not the right there's a weird mirroring there we go there's a weird mirroring because people in the mcu seem to sleep on ant-man the characters in the mcu and all the randoms that he saves and then people outside the us the viewers not us because i love ant-man uh a lot of people seem to take ant-man for granted and i've been saying this since the first ant-man is that uh I believe the Ant-Man films are the fucking heart of the MCU. They have something that not a lot, really none of the other ones have. And that's the everyman character of Scott Lang. And people would be like, Peter Parker. I'm like, well, hold on. Let me finish my words before you start trying to cut me off, fucko. The everyman in Scott Lang, the felon turned hero the guy that at the end of the day he's he's just a dad who just wants to get home to see his daughter he wants to protect his daughter he loves his kid and a lot of these other superheroes are like oh like yeah kids are cool and shit whatever i mean you got clint barton you know whatever but he kind of just hides his family i would assume mostly out of protection mixed in peppered in with a little bit of shame but you've got <clears throat> Scott Lang, who is played by the always affable and endlessly ageless Paul, endlessly ageless Paul Rudd. Hold on a second, I gotta take a sip of the unofficial sponsor. Mm. 
Corona Extra, live motherfucking moss. Um, always ageless Paul Rudd, as I was saying previously. He makes these films fun. His his portrayal of Scott Lang is fun. Uh, the journey he's been on, it's fun. I honestly would love to see them do an Ant-Man 4. I, I love these films. Uh... You have the well, not the entire cast. You have the main core cast returning. It's unfortunate, though, to be honest with you. It's called Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, but it really feels like Ant Man: Quantum Mania because pretty much everybody besides Scott and Cassie are kind of sidelined. I remember thinking that, and we're towards the end of the first act. I'm like, damn. This Janet and Hank Pym, and you you got one set of family and then the other. And it isn't till towards the end of the second act, or maybe the middle of the second act, that they're reunited, so to speak. Uh, and it's it's kind of, that kind of sucked for me a little bit, because I love the relationship between Janet and Hank. You know, you go all the way back to Ant-Man. These are two people that... You don't even call them star-crossed. Like, they kind of weren't meant to be a thing. But they are because fate is a funny, fickle fiend. You don't really get that. In the same sense, you have, you know, more bonding between father and daughter because Scott blipped. And so he lost, he missed out on so much of Cassie's life and cassie is played by newcomer Catherine newton who was uh, last seen on screen at least to my knowledge in the movie freaky starring Catherine newton and vince vaughn very good movie i reviewed that in my earlier episodes too um so it kind of makes sense in, in, in from a narrative standpoint especially where scott's coming from where He's kind of happy-go-lucky, but he's so depressed that he missed out so much of his daughter growing up. Because the last time we saw Cassie, she was just a little peanut, and then she came back, or he, or Scott came back, and she was all grown up. And quite honestly, it did make my eyes a little sweaty in the movie theaters. wasn't crying. They were just a little sweaty, a little misty, you know. There were some dust in my eyes or something for that, like, one minute or whatever. Uh... So you have an interesting if you thought if you're walking into the theaters, obviously you've hopefully shouldn't say obviously, I should say hopefully you've already seen the movie before listening to this review. If you haven't, then you already know Jagoff. There are spoilers abound. Are beware there are spoilers abound. <laughs> this is why I don't drink on the podcast anymore. Cause stupid shit like talking like a pirate. I should slap myself for that, but I'm not. I'm going to sip some more of that Corona Extra. Talking like a pirate. What's wrong with you, Jensen? But let's get down to the nitty gritty. 
Jonathan Majors, which I just sit back and I chuckle at other people. This guy, Jonathan Majors, man, he's blowing up. The, the nigga Ben Bloods. Ah. Make me want to melt your face off. Jonathan Majors is the shit. But just like his first appearance as a variant of Kang, uh, <clears throat> this is not the, the, the Kang. It can't be the Kang, like, because he dies at the end of the movie. Or, from what we understand, he is sucked into a multiversal engine machine thingy to everybody else he's dead but if if you've ever read the comic books you know king the conqueror is like the master of time you can't really kill nathaniel richards he's a great 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 descendant of reed richards nathaniel richards but he goes by king the conqueror read some shit and know it okay oh time to explain everything to you Damn, just a bald nerd trying to do a review of some shit. Talking about some fucking nerd shit. But yes, as I was saying before I just started rambling my nerd ass off, Jonathan Majors, man, he knocks it out of the park. But like, yeah, he I I, I don't think if we're if we know we know based on variants and whatnot, and Kang you know, started this whole multiversal war and shit. If you stick around to the credits, it'll, it'll leave you puzzled even more. Um, if this is the Kang the Conqueror, I'm I'm down with this, and it it it, it makes the threat. You know, there the, everybody keeps talking about the next Thanos and this and that Thanos was threatening because he was even without the gauntlet he's this big giant purple fucker with a nutsack for a chin that could fucking clean your clock 17,000 billion trillion million gajillion ways to Sunday Kang the Conqueror for all purposes at first glance just looks to be a man it isn't until you start testing his metal Cause there's some shit. I mean, Ant Man turns Giant Man and pummels him against a wall at least twice, and Kang just shrugs it the fuck off. Cause that's that nigga, that's that dude, that's Kang the Conqueror. He's brushing dirt off his shirt or shoulders all day. That's fucking Kang the Conqueror, man. Like, I still, even as far as we are into all this comic book and nerd shit and me being almost 35 years old in June, I still had to just sit back and catch myself like, I don't pinch myself no more, but I just had to catch myself and take a deep breath and, and breathe in the air and shit. And just, to me, shit, moments like that, that's rarefied air that I get to breathe. I get to, I get to be in a world where We've already seen the Infinity Gauntlet saga and whatnot. We're getting ready to do fucking, like, yo, man. It's it's a trip to me. 
I know to some people it's just casual shit and just, you know, whatever, but this is shit that I used to read every fucking day. I still read it when I have time. It's just I've gotten older and it's hard to, like, find time to just sit down and read a shitload of comic books. It's depressingly true, youngsters. Anybody who's young, young. It's depressingly true. The simple shit that you used to love doing, it, it gets a little bit a little bit harder for you to find time to do that when you're juggling and bouncing all this other bullshit. But I I just had to catch myself. When I seen that, I just My God, man, like I'm ready. Let's get fucking multiversal on on some shit. Like let's fucking let's go. Pretty much, man. Oh. Bill Murray does make a cameo. That's, that's pretty much like it's like a... Uh, a uh, fucking extended cameo. He's not in the movie for more than like... Shit, I'd say five minutes. If I had to guess, I didn't have a fucking stopwatch on me. But if I had to guess, I would have said that uh, Bill Murray was in the movie for no longer than five minutes. I just thought I'd bring that up. He ends up playing a bad guy, asshole, prick, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> I'd say that the the one thing I did take issue with, with uh, Quantum Mania, is that... It feels like an episode of a TV show. And the other two didn't. Like, you went through some shit. And I think it's probably has something to do with the fact that there is no day-to-night, night-to-day cycle for the movie to, you know, show you that time is passing. Everything is just kind of static and always just is. But, uh... It felt so serialized, like this is just something that has to be on the way to something else that will be down the line, if that makes sense. Um, And there was another thing that kept nagging at the back of my brain that I'm like, there's something missing with this... uh, with this third outing. I couldn't put my finger on it until uh, about two hours today, two hours ago today. And the one thing that was missing was uh, they still found a way to get him in the the movie because I noticed his name in the credits. But the group, the trio, you know, you have Michael Pena... David Desmolchin, and then uh, T.I. as the the three felons that are running the business. And like I said, they found a way to get Dave Desmolchin in there, but the rest of them, excuse me, the rest of them were missing. And they were sorely missed. I liked that comic relief. I liked the little group that Scott had of people trying to turn their lives around. Um, if I had to give Ant-Man 
and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, a rating system. And as you know, and I do my rating system, it's uh, four or five thumbs up. We don't do Puffs of Smoke anymore. We, I don't do Puffs of Smoke anymore. I do thumbs up. And I'm going to give this, I'll just say that, I don't know. I think it's a five thumb rating. I'm going to give it three thumbs up. This is a fun uh, start to the phase five of the MCU. Uh, I think after this, we have the Marvels and we have one other one that I'm blanking on at this specific moment. But yeah, you know, it's it was a fun it was a fun entry. But after I I watched the movie, I listened to like maybe one one review and there that that person wasn't wrong. It was that this didn't really feel, you know, like Ant-Man proper. It felt like Ant-Man setting up something else, which is Kang, Kang proper. But I still had fun, and I'm going to go see it again so I can fully digest the message of the movie without stupid fucks in my ear, talking, talking, talking. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I swear, oh my gosh, I'm, no, we don't do ladies and gentlemen anymore. I am sorry, my truffle hunters. I didn't mean to get so saucy on this cast. I no one ever believes me because I'm six foot and I'm built pretty big, but I it doesn't take me very much to get you know kind of on my way to fucked up, and you take a tall boy of Corona and maybe a dab pen. Maybe there is no dab pen. Is there a spoon? Who knows? But I kind of get fucked up a little bit. So I apologize. I've heard some people say they like it, but I just feel like kind of bad about being this version of myself, you know, um, tilted a little bit. But I, I will try to find a way to, like, not get so... <laughs> Maybe I just... I pop the unofficial sponsor and I take a sip and then I don't anymore. Or I only drink half of it. I don't know. Science. But maybe I'm being overreactive. Maybe none of you are offended at this. If you are, I do apologize. I don't want to drive anybody away. I I, I want my podcast to be a fun place for everybody to enjoy and... I I just don't want to offend anybody, you know? I want to be able to be myself, but not go overboard during a podcast. No podcast, I'll go overboard. I'll fucking jump overboard with my fucking wallet and both my cell phones and my AirPods and my weed pen and all my fucking shit in my pockets. But on the podcast, I'm trying to, you know, kind of, if it were a horse, I want to rein it in. I don't want to let it run free and wild. I want to rein that, rein that that wild horse in, you know, just kind of pull up on the reins and kind of just rein it in. (laughs) Just talking. Kind of nonsense, but I do sincerely mean it. And on that note, I want to get the fuck out of here. I've wasted enough of your time. I want to say 
Thank you to everyone of my listeners for being around as long as you have. Listening to my episodes, I appreciate you appreciating me, appreciating you. Stay safe and be kind to each other, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace!